With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere playing at luckylandslots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18+. Plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Shopify presents cool sheets from aha to lying awake while you bake isn't cool. I suffered from the wrong kind of hot in bed, heat-induced insomnia. That was my aha moment, bedsheets that keep you cool. Then I thought, how do I even sell bedsheets? That's when I had the idea that made it all possible, signing up on Shopify. With the help of Shopify's intuitive online store creator, I started selling sustainable bamboo sheets that keep cool year-round. And my cool idea became a reality. Hot sleepers around the world rejoice. Shopify makes it simple to keep your cool while starting and growing your business. Start selling with Shopify today and join the commerce platform powering millions of businesses worldwide. From aha to anything is possible. This is Possibility, powered by Shopify. Start selling online today. Sign up for a free trial at shopify.com slash free22. Shopify.com slash free22. Welcome to MLB Daily, your one-stop shop for daily baseball content. I am LJ LaFura. Alongside me, I've got Brandon Karam, and we are a Belly Up Sports podcast. We are what they aren't. Brandon, how you doing? LJ, doing good. Happy Friday, end of the week. Just got through a very stressful week, but now can relax and um, enjoy some baseball this weekend. Yes, sir. We got quite a few um, interesting topics to talk about here. Run through some interesting stats we've found, as well as some uh, breaking news and series reactions. Why don't we go ahead and start with this breaking news as a guy we are very fond of here on this podcast did get an extension in arbitration, avoiding extension yesterday. Joey Wendell and the Marlins are able to avoid arbitration on a deal that will pay him $4.55 million. He'll also receive, I believe, an extra $75,000 if they decline the mutual option for next season. Overall, this is about, if I'm correct, where he was looking at, this is about the middle mark between 
the two deals, what he was asking for and what they were asking for in arbitration. So um, interesting to say the least. Yeah, uh, awesome deal for the Marlins. Um, this is a really similar deal, and we talked about it, I think, for a little bit. This was a few weeks ago, like the Jesus Aguilar deal that they just made. Um, even though Aguilar, I think, is one year closer to free agency, um, this is a deal that, um, you know, I think works for what the Marlins are trying to build here. Joey Wendell's been off to a great start this year, slashing 323, 382, 419. Um, and really has been one of our favorite players uh, to talk about just because super underrated, always a little overlooked on the Rays, um, and just really good on, on defense. He'll play wherever. Hitting-wise, he's not going to bring you... A lot of power he's not gonna bring you a lot of contact but he brings you enough of both where he's still a really solid player and um like i said i just think that he fits the this this marlins team so well he just is a perfect fit there yeah and you know he's really an unfortunate side effect of what's gone on with this raised side of late because they've just got so much infield talent that you know, you can't get him enough at-bats to develop him early so he doesn't peak in that 2019-2020 area, although the numbers, again, were still pretty good, really good in 2020. But then, of course, he is able to break out um, coming down the stretch, gets that all-star nod last year, and all of a sudden now you've got too much young talent that you're like, why would I spend the money on a guy that I have to arbitrate with? And two – why would I keep the older player in the beginning to begin with when there's higher potential guys in my farm system that I can cycle through until one of them finds that right fit? Yeah, you know, we we talked a lot last year about how loaded this raise infield is, not to mention that their farm system is by far, in terms of the way that their minor league teams have been playing, um, what was it? They they won every single the one they won the championship at every single level except for Triple A, which they made the the championship game and yep. lost. Um, just an unbelievable you know group of talent they have there. They have Isaac Paredes, who's a top 100 prospect, who's a third baseman. Can't forget about guys like Taylor Walls, Vidal Brujan, of course, Wander Franco there. They still have the likes of G-Man Choi, Yandy Diaz, and Brandon Lau. Um, we saw them trade away Willie Adamas last year. They just have such an influx of talent uh, at that infield at those infield spots that, um, you know, it made sense for them to trade to trade Joey Wendell to the Marlins this offseason. And um, really interested to see because m more trades are certainly going to be coming if all these guys perform to what we expect them to do. Um, the Rays could potentially have the best infield in the league in a very short amount of time. Uh, and there's just, there's just so much talent there. Oh, it's an incredible amount of talent. Again, to make it a short summary of that, if you can trade Austin Meadows and Willie Adamas in back-to-back -back seasons and we're not concerned at all about your offense because of that, then you're in a really good spot as an organization. Absolutely. Well, LJ, speaking of offense, uh, 
I'm, I don't have where I, I, I should have uh, written down where I found this tweet, um, but I copy and pasted it to LJ. Uh, as of right now, April 22nd, uh, the league wide batting average is at 231, the lowest it's been in history. So that's since 1871. LJ, this is also with the dead ball era between 1900 and 1920 where pitching just absolutely dominated for 20 years batting average was still higher than um season by season the ops around the league is 677 that's the lowest it's been since 1972 and home run rates are now at pre-steroid levels uh lj what's What's going on? Why is why is the offense suddenly so bad? Is this too small of a sample size to start getting nervous? Or do we think that there's an actual issue here where the offense is just is just this incompetent? Because this is so surprising to me. I mean, I, I knew that the offense wasn't great this year, but then when you see these numbers, it's 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 a little scary, especially when the league is trying to get more people to watch the games. And sure, I mean, people like LJ and I and the diehard baseball fans will watch whenever, and we appreciate good pitching, of course. But for the casual fans, um, you could argue that the games, even though they sure, sure, they might be slightly quicker now, have gotten immensely more boring um, to the casual viewer. Yeah, it's one of those things. First off, it is too small sample size for me to be really that worried, or at least it's too small a sample size for them to change anything. There's going to be no change coming from a very slow April across all of baseball. However, if we get into May and June, the numbers are still looking comparable to this, particularly that um, home run one is telling because sure, this very well might be the, perhaps the cleanest that the league has ever been since then. Let's hop right under that hypothetical. Either way, that's still not, a good situation for them to be and they still will need to find a way to change things because that's part of what brings people to the park every night this is just i think you're you're going to see it get better than this it couldn't possibly stay this bad but it's definitely still going to be bad it's not going to be good and what i think that comes down to is a combination of great pitching with crappy philosophy I mean, at this point, we've got your replacement level players are throwing 95, you know, like that's that's not been the way it is in any other point in Major League history. The bad guys are still throwing at levels, which 20 years ago, 15 years ago would have been a really good pitcher. So at that point, you're like, all right, let's push these guys to their limit. Let's get the maximum out of them. That's why you're seeing them only go twice through the order that's why you're seeing them only go four innings per start because you're able to get more quality out of them than quantity and you're letting them pitch to their maximum potential the maximum potential of a hit a pitcher because their side of the ball is entirely physical like it's all about how well they can spin it and how hard they can throw it that's all physical in nature whereas there's so much reaction and like the hand eye stuff that can't, that's not a muscle that necessarily can be beefed up in the same way that a pitcher can. And so there is no way in my eyes that the hitting can ever keep up with the development of pitching. That's just, that's just the nature of the sport. But then you also have a really crappy philosophy here where it's 
these three true outcomes, which sure hypothetically on paper work, but at the same time, there's there's no situational hitting. There certainly wasn't. Um, I forget who was complaining about it um, on MLB Network last night about the Yankees game. No situational hitting there. There's no even situational hitting within at bats anymore. It's all about pulling the ball. It's all about getting the ball in the air. And that's really going to eventually, once you have everyone doing it, that's going to be the demise of the league. That's the demise of these numbers is this philosophy, which on this big a scale, on this grand a level, it doesn't work. And maybe now, you know, I've always not been a proponent of banning the shift, but I feel like at this point, um, especially heading into next season when they said that they might do that uh, and actually ban the shift, make it so you have to have two guys on either side of second base, can't have your infielders on the outfield grass, they have to be standing on the dirt. You know, that could potentially open up a lot more on offense for um, these guys, especially now we see so many players pull the ball. But LJ, even you've made the point that even when they're not, even when they do ban the shift and the four outfielder crap and whatever teams are doing now, there's still more or less going to be a shift put on, right? Yes, it's eliminating the shift, it will make a difference, but it's not going to make all of the difference. The philosophy of hitting has to change if this is ever going to get better. And unfortunately, also, the analytics for season at least for season long um for uh, i'm not sure what i'm trying to say for for the length of a season the analytics show that you would m much rather have more home runs than you know singles and doubles and, and that kind of stuff which you know i'm fine with but it's just it makes the games much much more boring you just got guys I'm going not, up though, there. i'm not fine with it because first off the whole point of playing sports or not the whole point of playing sports but the point of professional sports is to win the championship and make some money along the way and so i have yet to see a team that fully buys into these three true outcomes ever be a, a, a consistent championship contender or even win the darn thing where a team that's fully focused solely focused on that where they don't have enough variety in their lineup they don't have situational hitting the dodgers certainly have plenty of variety in situational hitting if you're talking about high analytic teams that make it work, they, they've got a really good balance. But I haven't seen anyone actually come close to being a consistent contender that way. And also, the other thing is, it's about entertainment. Professional sports is an entertainment medium. If your game is no longer entertaining, then what point is there? Like, honestly, part of me thinks Tampa, it's not only about the location. It's not only about the ballpark. Do you really want to sit there and watch that team and the way they operate every single night if you're a fan? Do you want to sit there, grab season tickets, even if they are cheap, and watch that offense through the struggles? Because, yes, it all evens out in the end and they make the playoffs, but for the people that you actually need to get in the stands, that philosophy is not going to keep bringing them in there. We're going to see, as we see it come become greater, yes, the Atlantics might show it, but the more teams and the more people look at the game this way the worse these stats are going to come and the worse the attendance numbers are going to become all right well did we want to touch real quick on just i, I know we've talked a little bit about joey Votto and how the dude showing him social media uh 
maybe the either the greatest thing or the worst thing to ever happen um in the history of the world uh elder the guy is uh you made a great point he's turning into the pat mcafee of the mlb and i can only hope that when he retires he starts his own podcast or his own show similar to pat mcafee because holy crap this guy is just Everything he does is entertaining. He just has a mind of his own that just wanders, um, it seems. And this is, it's great for the sport to see guys like this. Not only does it wander, but it's entirely there for the amusement of people. Like, you know, it's just, I mean, last night, of course, he puts on his Instagram story, just a typical Thursday night. And here he is in purple, uh, purple trunks and uh, green body paint looking like the Hulk. Just for, you know, a typical Thursday night. This guy's clearly, he's not just doing this because he's bored. Because plenty of um, athletes and celebrities make TikToks when they're bored. He is trying to be as funny as possible. And yeah, that was my hot take to you last night. And I stand by it. He very well could end up like a few years from now when he retires. Maybe he even decides to retire early. Who knows? You're talking about a guy who I could easily see making an absolute killing in entertainment it, with a podcast with even if just you even if he just bulks up his social media presence and doesn't put together a podcast youtube any of this stuff i feel like he of all people in this league has the co- comedy brain and the entertainment brain to make that happen it also helps that he's an incredibly genuine guy alongside that absolutely uh totally agree with that well let's jump into a few of these midweek series recaps um lj where did you want to start here i think you want to talk a little bit about the guardians yeah because this has just been quite the series for cleveland and i mean you can't take it away from them they, they beat on wednesday after i believe it was it two days worth of rain delays for them i think so yeah yeah it was two days worth of rain delays they beat the white Sox 11-1 and then two to one get Emmanuel Classe his first save of the season finally. And then they come back out last night. They get a 6-3 win and finish up that sweep. It's, um, again, this, this team looked really good going up until they went in against San Francisco, who looks freaking amazing. I mean, really, we're talking about, especially in that National League, you got a three-horse race right now for that title based on just pure – looks in our power rankings i think we both had the same top three it was the giants the dodgers and the mets i think there's a huge gap between those three teams right now and anyone else in that league really maybe even in baseball so you shouldn't be knocking them in my opinion for dropping a series and even getting swept by that giants team with how good that giants teams looked and they turned around and they've proven it this weekend they take all three from the team that's supposed to win their division and all of a sudden they go from four and five after dropping three of the Giants to seven and five, which is much, much more indicative of the way that they've played, the way that they've been managed. I'm falling in love with this team way too early. This is this is my new big red contraption. <laughs> the big red guardians. Um the big red guardians. Oh my gosh, yes. Yeah, I mean, just looking around the league at some notable win streaks, you got the Brewers, who have now won four in a row, they're seven and three in their last ten after a, a tough start. You've got 
who was it here? Yeah, the Guardians who have won three in a row. And then really outside of that, it's the Padres who've won four in a row. And then you look at the losing streaks. The Reds have lost nine in a row. And I don't think any other team has lost more than two games in a row, other than the White Sox, who, who um, like we said, they they got their ass kicked by the Guardians this week. That plain and simple. Um, there's there's not much more you can really say to that. And then let's look at um, the really dive into how this team has been playing because this is still the best offense in baseball, even after they got shut down by San Francisco last week. Like that was an absolute like massacre offensively, and yet they still are the best offense statistically in baseball. You couple that with a young pitching staff who we've known as talented for quite a while that's showing it now, currently playing like a top five rotation. With this talent and the way they've started, I wouldn't be shocked to see them stay top 10 all year. I mean, of course, this lineup is going to drop back a bit, but I think the starting pitching is going to be the most consistent of anything here, anything in Cleveland right now. And then, yeah, the bullpen hasn't been great, 19th in reliever ERA this year. But you have to think about, like, taking things into perspective. First off, this was probably the weak point that we all thought about this team going into the year, is they don't have a lot in that middle relief that you really trust. But even then, it's been fine. You haven't gotten Emmanuel Classe going. He had a really slow, got roughed up in um, at least one outing early. Still only been four innings for him. That's the other thing, is, like, the games they've been winning, they've been winning outside of save situations. Like, the fact that he only has two out of their seven right now wouldn't be something you'd expect going into the season. So they haven't gotten a chance to get him right, and you don't have James Karinczak back yet. So once these guys get into a rhythm, that relief staff is going to look incredibly better. Speaking of uh, relievers, LJ, I don't know if you've seen, but so the Blue Jays, they're 8-5. and five. Jordan Romano already has seven saves. <laughs> seven. I mean... He's on pace to shatter the single-season saves record. Will he do that? Probably not. I mean, 62 by, um, was it was it Francisco Rodriguez who did that with the Angels like in 2008? I think it was K-Rod. Um, regardless, I mean, seven saves at this point in the season is, is absurd. Yeah, it was uh, K-Rod in 2008. Wow, exactly 62. I'm surprised I got that right on the dot. Um, just... LJ, I know the Blue Jays played the Red Sox this week. You got the pleasure of seeing Jordan Romano a little bit, but what a start to the season. Really, what a start to his career as a Blue Jay. You look at his stats from 2020 through now, um, and he has been one of the best relief pitchers in the league uh, in that time span. Yeah, I kind of worry about this team, though, because of Jordan Romano. Like, just to bring that opposite side in here, it's not a good thing when eight of your or seven of your first eight wins come by way of save. You're playing a lot of tight games, even when we consider the team to be playing well. So that means there's a lot that this team still has to offer. And if they don't offer it, we're going to see a massive collapse or a massive losing streak coming from Toronto sooner rather than later, I feel. Like that's just how the numbers balance out when when you're winning a lot of close games, yes, you're at least winning the close games, but you're going to end up on the opposite side of the close game very soon. 
I just I just don't want to see this team get that cold because they're going to fall apart in that regard. The other scenario here, even if they don't fall apart, even if they don't end up on the bad side of the math with the all the close games, this is a lot of high leverage innings on one arm. And I've seen it happen before where, you know, a closer looks really good in the first part of the year or a high leverage guy looks really good in the first part of the year, but their team works him to death and puts him in so many of those early on that they're lost by the back half. I mean, it's happened to Matt Barnes twice now in his career. I should, I should know I'm pretty much an expert on this. And so overall, I could see a situation where Jordan Romano, yeah, he has a great start to the year. He gets, you know, we're talking 20 saves in the, in the first half, or I'm just like throwing numbers out there, but like probably like 15 saves in the first half. And then all of a sudden every single start starts to go South for him. Cause it's just, that's too much on one pitcher. Yeah, it's and a if good... they don't have that, where do they go? Yeah. That's the thing. Also the blue Jays bullpen Romano certainly very good. And I, I get what you're saying there. He could certainly get burned out, but past him, there's not a lot of guys who in late, inning situations i'm comfortable going to there really outside of him um a few other just storylines of the day i guess heading into today the mets are the first team to 10 wins um let's see i think the rockies play the tigers miguel cabrera one hit away from 3000 and the dodgers and padres uh they're playing each other for the first time this season also so just a few things to look out for today. Sure. Brandon, did you have anything else you wanted to bring to the table here? Did I forget anything we talked about beforehand? No, I think I think that um, we're good. All righty then. Um, what to look out for today, this weekend? Brandon, what's your favorite uh, series coming up? I know I'm just kind of springing on the, that on you right now. Ooh, let's you know, let's take a look here. Um, I think Dodgers Padres is going to be really good. Um, of course, as an AL East fan, can never turn down some good Red Sox Rays games. Um, yeah, that was the one I was going to bring up, and not to make it a homer pick, but I think there's certainly plenty of, thing, plenty of interesting things here. This is the first time that they're meeting up since the ALDS. This is Michael Waka's return to the trap, and you've got two roughly 500 teams that I think are playing 500 caliber baseball right now, and one of them is without their manager. Alex Cora does has uh, mild COVID symptoms. He is not traveling with the team to Tampa, so he might also not be with the team for the upcoming Toronto series as well. So that just makes for some really interesting baseball in the next couple of days. Actually, some great series this weekend. Um, Red Sox, Rays, Dodgers, Padres, and how about Blue Jays, Astros? Uh, mm-hmm. that, that one I'm really excited for. Justin Verlander on the bump tonight uh sure we'll get some great pitching matchups out of that series uh the yankees get to face the guardians this weekend um you know i i'm i'm scared i, I really am but um you know we'll just we'll They're have to home, see it right yes in the bronx um yeah here's a sneaky uh, sweep opportunity here white Sox at twins i think the twins could easily take this one you know they didn't start off the year strong but at the same time most of their best players, and I can say this as a Carlos Correa fantasy owner, have not played up to their potential yet. And yet they're still starting to go on this little bit of a win streak over the last week or so where they're getting into good form. I think you're coming off of an emasculated White Sox team after this Guardian series. 
you could see the Twins take this one at home. And a Byron Buxton returned yesterday. Not sure if you saw that. Uh, he's back, so good to see he avoided injury. Um, wow, if if the White Sox were to get swept and that and uh, they have a, uh, I believe it's Kopech on the mound today for them too. That would be what seven losses in a row. Should they get swept this weekend by the Twins? Personally, I don't think that will happen, but you never know. Like I've, I've say this quite a bit. Crazier things have happened before, so. Um, oh all right um i think that's a good spot to cap off today's show thank you all for listening check us out instagram twitter tiktok at mlb daily pod and we'll see you see ya mary redeemed a fifty thousand dollar cash prize playing chumba casino this year i was only playing for fun so winning this was a dream come true chumba casino is america's number one social casino experience it's serious fun with over 80 casino style games to choose from you too could win life-changing amounts of cash be like mary log on to chumbacasino.com and give them a world that's chumbacasino.com no purchase necessary void or prohibited by law 18 plus terms and conditions apply see website for details the voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner it's winter time when temperatures go down the likelihood goes up that your furnace and other appliances go down with them so don't risk a costly replacement stay comfortable with coverage on the appliances you depend on most with the service card appliance repair program from black hills energy it's peace of mind in a plan visit blackhillsenergy.com sign up to learn more